Welcome to the sermon podcast of Redemption Church. The following sermon is by our Director of Spiritual Formation, Marjorie Mott. This is our our first Sunday in Lent. So at the beginning here, we just want to spend a little more time talking about what is Lent. And I will share specifically how is Lent a part of our spiritual formation. And then we'll have an extended reflective um, reflection time. So a little longer than usual. So this is just going to be a, a, a short teaching here. But um, let's begin with what is Lent. You've, we've been saying it already. But again, Lent is the 40 days before Easter. A time to prepare, to celebrate that Jesus is alive again. It is a time to focus on God, to turn and to look upon Christ, to gaze upon him. Of course, the question can be asked, like, shouldn't we be doing that all year? Shouldn't we be focused on God all the time? Yeah, sure, right? We should, we know that, but do we? And so we set aside this time um, annually, People across the world are taking this time of Lent to redirect their attention and focus on God. And so it's a time that the Christian church sets aside to prepare, to prepare for Easter. Just as Advent was to prepare for Christmas, we are using this time to journey to the cross. And so Lent, we can see it as a tool for our spiritual formation, for our spiritual growth, our personal growth. Perhaps you've heard Lent focused more on what somebody is giving up. And that's because so often the practices of Lent, of fasting, giving, and prayer is of letting go. But if we err on the side of focusing on what we're doing rather than why, there's always pain and negative consequences. And so I just wanna first say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that is part of your story of Lent being burdensome and more focused on what you're supposed to be doing. Because when that happens, when we focus so much more on the practice than the reason, then we end up feeling like God needs me to do this that God will love me more if I do this, that I will be worth more to God if I do this. And here tonight, hear this tonight, God does not need you to observe Lent. Let me read this quote. Lacey Finn Borgo says in Good Dirt, doing these practices, the practices of Lent, will not make us more loved are more worthy. God loves us just the same. We need to do these things in order to become the kind of people we want to be, people like Jesus. We are in need, not God. We are the ones that need Lent. We are the ones that need to fast, that need to give, that need to pray. God doesn't need this of us, but perhaps we need it. Borgo also says, these disciplines do in us what we cannot do ourselves. They clear the path, clean the space, and set our spiritual houses in order so that God can bring death 
to our self-absorption and replace it with blessed, glorious resurrection. Man, isn't that what we're longing for? To know that blessed, glorious resurrection, a soul at peace and alive with Christ. To have that glorious resurrection living inside us. And so we pick up these disciplines of fasting, of giving and prayer, because they do in us what we cannot do ourselves. So what do we need to do to focus on God more? There's a number of things that's each so specific to ourselves, um, to each person. There's so many specific, unique ways one can fast, one can let go of, one can give, and one can pray. But what's so helpful about these practices is that they are built-in reminder to turn our attention to God, right? Fasting is a traditional practice for Lent because Christ fasted in the desert for those 40 days. We see that as how he prepared for his ministry. He chose to fast and pray for 40 days. And so fasting, whether it's from, if it's from food, those physical um, pains, pains, right? They remind us to turn our attention. The inconvenience of maybe something that we, else we've given up regarding our time, that inconvenience, that moment we go, oh, right, I'm not using a microwave or ah, something else, reminds us, ah, may I turn my attention to God. And then when we fast, it gives us space to implement new things. Perhaps you've um, heard the language with fasting or with Lent of like, what will you pick up and what will you let go of? And so some people choose to pick up new habits. And what's nice about pairing it with fasting um, is that perhaps you, with what you fast from, you will get more time. Matt and I, we love fasting from TV because it literally gives us time back that we get to say, man, how, who do we really want to be? What are the kinds of things we want to be doing and spending our time? So Lent as formation is us con consciously choosing to be formed more like Christ. And I know in a year of a pandemic, that might not sound so good. Like, man, haven't we had a year of Lent? A year of being formed. A year of loss, of letting go of death and sorrow, and we have. But with it being almost a year, it has formed us in ways we could probably reflect on that we like and we don't like. Perhaps there's a pandemic crutch that you've been using that really, if you reflect and let go of, you'll actually begin to have more life. So if you're not comfortable thinking about Lent for whatever reason, perhaps you can use these next few weeks to think about the reflection, like the, and to reflect on it being almost one year since the pandemic began. There'd be a check-in to say, is this who I want to be formed by and to? So I am right now in a program um, that is for spiritual formation. And so I'm doing lots of really interesting, good reading. And um, I read something that reminded me so much of Lent. Um, Alice Freiling in her book, Mirror to the Soul, was writing that Christian teachers 
like multiple teachers across generations have recognized that there's three main things that contribute to our transformation, our spiritual formation. And those things are suffering, silence, and surrender. Even months ago when I heard this, I was struck by how Lenten those are, right? Suffering, silence, and surrender. So how do those impact our spiritual formation? Suffering largely because it just gets our attention, right? In our suffering is usually when we begin and allow ourselves to ask hard questions. That's like an alarm that goes off that asks, is this who you want to be? Is this how you want to do life? And in Lent, we consciously choose and welcome suffering, right? That's what fasting is, welcoming these small sufferings. Silence. Martin Laird says, I'll wait for this quote to come up here. Silence moves us from being a victim of what is happening to being a witness of what's happening in our lives. So when we step back and we welcome silence, that inner stillness, that we get to participate in what is happening in our lives. It gives us an edge of standing above it and looking down rather than merely feeling like, oh, these things are just hitting me and I'm being bombarded and I'm a victim to these things happening. And so silence is key to a clearer view of yourself and God. And it's key to our transformation. This listening, this stillness, silence. Of course, this looks different for different people. And I wish I could like have a whole Sunday just to talk about silence. Um, if this is like a new idea, feel free to pick my brain um, afterwards. But um, going on, Alice Freiling says, we can tell when our times of silence are effectively influencing our lives. As we begin to notice our responses to people and circumstances become more accepting and less reactive. So anybody wanna become more accepting and less reactive? Man, like right there, we see such a practical thing of welcome silence into your life. If you wanna be less reactive and more accepting, welcome silence, find silence, create it, protect it. The third thing, surrender. I find it interesting that surrender is listed with silence and suffering because I so often, I think that surrender really is the first thing, right? It's the posture of our heart. It's the internal willingness to be shaped by suffering and by silence. Here are two definitions. It is a detachment from outcomes. So to surrender is a detachment from outcomes. And us willingly giving up having to have our own way. So it's the internal work of allowing what you do to not have a specific focus of what you're trying to get. So removing your motive from what you're doing, that your motive is open and accepting rather than trying to get something from what you're doing. So 
Christian authors, um, teachers have also identified that basically there's two main things that humans are trying to get. These are the two outcomes we're all trying to get, worth and love. So whatever we're doing, usually it can be boiled down to us searching to answer the question of, am I enough? Am I worthy? And am I loved? And so knowing that, I can't help but see that surrender then is us letting go of this need and to earn a sense of worthiness and love in the things that we do. And it's us then simply receiving, receiving love, receiving value, worthiness. We all have compulsions, obsessions that break our connection with God. And a pandemic doesn't stop that, right? They're still there. And so surrender is choosing to put those aside. And those compulsions and obsessions, if you look closely enough, are usually also, they're you working really hard to get that value and that love. So how is Lent tied to suffering, silence, and surrender? It reminds us that Lent must start with our hearts, right? With surrender that our motive needs to be a desire for us to connect to God, to focus on God and to receive, to acknowledge that things are getting in the way of us focusing on God, getting in the way of us being formed in Christ-likeness. It's offering a willingness to receive, letting go of our attachment to our outcomes. The practices of Lent, fasting in particular, are meant to reflect this desire of surrender because it chooses these small sufferings, right? These small reminders of letting go to be formed like God. Getting our attention to turn our attention to God. But if these practices aren't coming from that place of surrender, that desire to receive love and worth from God, then don't worry about it. Let it fade away, this idea and this pressure to do Lent. Mother Teresa says, as Lent is the time for greater love, listen to Jesus's thirst. He knows your weakness. He wants only your love. He wants only the chance to love you. So if you hear nothing else, hear this, that you don't, God does not need you to fast, to pray, to give. He does not, God does not need you to practice Lent. But perhaps you do. You are the one that needs to practice Lent. Perhaps you are the one that needs to turn your attention back on God and to pick up these practices as a means to reflect your your longing to receive this love. To find out more about Redemption Church, visit redemptionbristol.org.